the caucus will be uh, filled with a lot of great people. I say, if you're single, you'll probably meet your future husband or wife. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I've got to back Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. Very high-risk, high-reward proposition there. That was President Trump over the weekend urging his supporters to turn out to vote in Iowa, even if it's quite literally the last thing to do. Now, Trump supporters are by far the most enthusiastic to caucus tonight. You can look at the numbers right there, and in just a few hours, we're going to see if that enthusiasm will actually translate into votes. Here's where his base is coming from, and I think it's important to know. As we look at this map right now, it's all gray. We've been talking about polls. We've been talking about projections. We've been talking about ground games. It's about to fill in, and that's what actually matters, when people start to vote. Now, if you flip back to 2016, you'll remember Ted Cruz actually upset Trump. Trump was bleeding in the polls going into the day. Cruz ended up winning, winning because of a ground operation, and the large reason why he won was in places like up here, in the northwest part of the state, also down here as well. What are these places most known for? These are the more evangelical areas of the state. These are also areas where it's the education level is a little bit lower. What do we mean by that? Well, let's take a look at the actual evangelicals. The darker parts of this state right now, the boxes that you see that are more, more of a dark brownish color right here, these are the heavier evangelical populations in the northwest part of the state, down here in the south as well. These were areas that Cruz was able to take significant advantage of peeling off evangelicals from Trump. That has started to shift over the course of the last several years. You can see it in the polling where Trump is actually leading in polls of evangelicals. So what does that mean for DeSantis? It means he's going to have to hope in places like up here where Ted Cruz not only just beat Trump, he dominated Trump in the northwest part of the state. Can he actually have an impact there to hold on to votes like that? The bigger issue, of course, as well, is not just where evangelicals are, but also in the other rural parts of the state. Those that don't have college degrees, this has always been Trump's base, white, rural, less educated. Can DeSantis peel off any of those votes as well? It is an open question right now, but there is no question at all. Donald Trump heading into this race with a major advantage in the polling, both writ large, but also with certain subgroups like evangelicals, Poppy. Yeah, we'll see if he can even beat those numbers tonight. Phil, thank you very much. And evangelicals in Iowa shunned Trump eight years ago, but the latest polling shows they are embracing him this time around. 51% of evangelical caucus goers plan to vote for the former president. Ron DeSantis has about 22% of them. In 2016, for some context here, evangelicals made up two-thirds of Republican caucus goers. That's when Ted Cruz beat Trump to win the state. And on the heels of this poll, the New York Times asked several pastors which way they were leaning and why. We are joined by two pastors now, Pastor Travis Decker. He is a pastor at Ottumwa Baptist Temple in Ottumwa, Iowa. He supports Donald Trump. We're also joined by Dr. Tim Lubinas. He is the executive director of the Baptist Convention of Iowa, and he supports Ron DeSantis. Gentlemen, I so appreciate you joining us this morning for this important conversation. And Dr. Lubinas, let me just begin with you. How does your faith inform your support for Ron DeSantis, and why is it him over the former president? Well, like everyone, our faith informs any of our decisions, and my faith is a Christian faith. And so the object of the faith is Jesus. And uh, I'm informed by uh, studying the Bible and community, uh, our community of other believers. And my faith looks for somebody who is somebody of integrity, who is principled, and uh, who's a proven leader. And that is a description of Ron DeSantis. And he's also a lot more presidential than uh, the other candidates. He's a governor who's disciplined 
and it and has shown himself to be the kind of person that we can follow. Pastor Decker, what is your response to Dr. Lubinas and why you support Trump? Okay, so, you know, first of all, yeah, I want to make sure that everyone knows uh, Jesus is the Savior, uh, righteousness exalteth the nation, uh, and we're not voting for a pastor or a Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. I have often said none of these candidates could be a Sunday school teacher in my church. Uh, so they're not on the same page, and I don't hold any of them as a specific role model for our family or our congregation. And and none of them meet that bar uh, to me biblically. Hmm. And I appreciate our, our brother here, and I appreciate. And the thing I love about America is we all get a free uh, we all get a free option to speak and have an opinion, and we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to hate each other to disagree a little bit so, with each other. So President Trump, uh-huh, go ahead. Well, Pastor Decker, it um, sounds President like Trump, you, uh, you disagree with, for example, Chris Christie, who dropped out of the race last week, saying character is the single most important trait for the presidency. Sure, but he, is he one to speak? You know, I mean, it's a uh, character is an assessment that we all have to make about the candidate for ourselves. I like this fact about President Trump. From Ronald Reagan on, I saw some statistics that showed each president went into the office and came out significantly wealthier than they went in. President Trump went into the office and came out with less money than he went in. He also gave his paycheck away uh, to charity every single time that he was in there. So I know that there's some rhetoric that he has on television. I think that he tries to get people's goat and I don't like a lot of the language that he uses for sure. But down deep inside, I think he loves America. I think he loves our country and wants the very best for our country. Okay, I'm not gonna dissect uh, Trump's finances right now. There was just a report out from Congress a couple weeks ago that showed multiple ways in which he benefited, profited during his time in office. But to the to the core issues here, gentlemen, let's speak about let's speak about abortion if we could. This is what Trump said at a Fox News town hall just last week on abortion restrictions. Now I happen to be uh, for the exceptions, uh, like Ronald Reagan with the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. If you talk five or six weeks, a lot of women don't know if they're pregnant in five or six weeks. I'm wondering to both of you, let me begin with you, Pastor Decker. Do you think when you hear that, do you think Trump is pro-life? Um, President Trump, you know, despite what he said there, President Trump has done more to protect life than probably any other president that we've ever had uh, with the appointing of the judges that ultimately overturned Roe versus Wade. I believe that if Congress enacted a law that had a federal ban, I believe Trump would sign it without question. Mm. Um, I don't think that, that that's going to happen. And so for a candidate to say, I'm going to do something they can't do without Congress, you have to be careful about making promises. Like that. Dr. Lubinas, I should note, Trump also called Ron DeSantis's six-week abortion ban at one point, quote, a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. Is, is DeSantis's six-week ban in Florida part of the reason a big part of why you're supporting him? Yes, uh, he has a strong pro-life stance and he's moving the needle forward in Florida and I hope representing the pro-life community as president. And so, yeah, he's that's one of the reasons that I would support him. I would be concerned about some of the other candidates, including President Trump, who are inconsistent. They say one thing one time and an, another thing another time. And it's that consistency and discipline and principledness 
that DeSantis has that leans me toward voting for him tonight. Before we go, I'd like both of your takes quickly, if we could, on something Trump posted on his social media site. This is made by a fan of his, uh, and it has been criticized by some for having messianic overtones. Here's part of it. God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker, so God gave us Trump. God said, I need some. Pastor Decker, your response to that, does it concern you at all? Again, he didn't, um, he didn't create it. Um, I don't think that he thinks that. He posts lots of things, and I think he does it to troll people, honestly. Um, you get down inside, uh, he has very clearly stated behind the scenes that he is the, uh, you know, he has the fear of God and uh wants you know he's not there yet as far as i'm concerned i would love to see him become and grow more of a conscience uh, in a lot of areas uh, but i think he has a proven track okay. record of being a good president especially on abortion and quickly dr labinus for you any concerns about idolatry yeah and it's not so much about what president trump does it's the people who follow him yeah there are some that are, are way over the top uh that almost anything he would do. And of course, he even said anything he would do, people would still support him. That's concerning to me. And, and it is uh, getting close to the definition of idolatry. I really appreciate this conversation to both of you. I know you're probably going to get out and caucus tonight. Bundle up and thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.